I did. 10 years ago, I was the owner of five seven-figure businesses, and I lost all but one. After I processed what I considered to be the biggest failure in my life, I realized I was meant for more. I started my online e-com store and took it to seven figures in sales. Now I teach other women to do the same. In She Crushes Ecom, we'll talk about business, fashion, fun, and financial freedom. I'm your host, Karina Hatton, and this is the She Crushes Ecom podcast. Listeners, I'm here today with Becca Wood, and Becca is a vision coach that helps fellow solopreneurs create a business by design. By focusing on the bigger picture and your personal version of success, Becca helps business owners focus their decisions internally so they can stop searching for the next strategy or course and start making moves that feel aligned for them. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about this. We were talking um, earlier, and this is going to be really, really good. Um, but before we get started, can you give us some backstory? Like, how'd you get to where you are today? Sure. So, like you mentioned, I am a vision coach, but I started my business in Squarespace website design. And in the process of pivoting into coaching and really figuring out where I could add the most value, I ended up on a group coaching call. And I went on this rant of like 20 minutes about everything that bothered me and everything I wanted to see change in this space and kind of thought like, oh man, I overdid it. And then somebody kind of spoke up and said, wait, I've been thinking about that too. And I want to have these conversations too. And so I realized that my vision was creating spaces where we could have honest conversations and build communities around this need to really share what we're all thinking, but not saying. Ooh, that is intriguing. I can't wait to, to hear more about that. Yeah, I think it's hard to say what you think, especially online, because it's so easy for people to respond without thinking back to you. Yeah, and especially when short-form content is everywhere, how do you really expand on an idea and share how you got to that thought? You can really, you really only have time to share like, the final one sentence that doesn't give the full picture. So it, it's tough. I was just thinking, I just learned what that TL slash DR meant. Have you yeah. seen that before? I have. Oh my gosh. I finally just looked it up like a month ago. And I, ever since then, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a TLDR. Too long, didn't read. And that really helps with my short attention span, you know, because now I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Get in, get out, get all the details you need. Yeah, yeah so it, you're right. I mean, you literally have like, what, one sentence, maybe two to mm-hmm. say what you think. Yeah. So, gosh. Well, we're going to talk today about intentional vision setting for entrepreneurs. And when you mentioned that I'm searching for the next strategy or course in your bio, that rang true to me because I'm one of those people that's always researching. So Mm -hmm. being intentional, I think can help a lot of us. Yeah. And I I do want to start by clearing the air and saying I have no ill will toward 
courses or coaches. Of course, I am a coach. But I think one of the things that we need to recognize is there's a point at which we can keep gathering information. And then there's a point at which we need to implement the information that we have. And so that's kind of the process that I help entrepreneurs with is once you know all these things, you've gone through these courses, et cetera, how do you take all of that and really internalize what makes sense for you and your business so that you can figure out what your vision is and, and how you want to execute on that vision? Yeah, that's so good. So you you said that you had monetary, you, you work with your clients on goals mm-hmm. and what vision do they have for their future and that there were monetary and non-monetary which is interesting because I'm a numbers person. So Mm -hmm. I tend to gravitate towards monetary. Yes. And I think we all do, right? Because especially at the start of a business, the monetary data is really the only data you have to go off of, right? When you don't have a big audience who's constantly in your inbox telling you what resonates and what doesn't, and you don't have a lot of client conversations and things like that, the easiest thing to look at is the numbers and the numbers don't lie, right? As, as they say. So I think we all have kind of heard the most talk about monetary goals. So it makes sense that our brain goes there. So I don't want to like stick onto monetary goals too much because I think we've all heard of them, right? Like you can set monthly goals, you can set number of client goals, all of those things that really in the end lead to, to a monetary goal. But the non-monetary side is, I think, where the magic is. So that's when you start asking yourself questions like, what do I want my day to look like? And try to refrain from saying, I want to spend 24-7 on a beach because I don't know about you. After a week on the beach, I'm ready <laughs> to get back to life. Um, but, but your real everyday day, what do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And if you really dig into that vision and kind of backpedal your way to the business you want to create, your business is going to fit into your life instead of the other way around. Wow. That's so good. Because I think in the beginning, I work with a lot of beginners. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like, Hey, when I have a successful business, but you don't really think about stuff like that. So can you walk our listeners through like, how would they do that? Yeah. So I have a couple of examples. The first is my own. I am somebody who doesn't like a lot of structure and a lot of schedule. I'm really creative and kind of (laughs) like to do what I feel. And so for me, it's important to have a business that fits into that idea. So for example, when I started creating coaching packages, I realized I don't really want to sit there and have back-to-back calls all day long. Because what if one day I'm not in the right headspace for that? Or what if one day I really want to go build some pottery and like throw on a wheel, which is a hobby of mine. I want to be able to have the flexibility to do those things. So instead of creating a coaching offer that was wrapped around scheduled calls, I created one that was wrapped around Voxer and access when my clients need me and when I'm able to get back to them, obviously within, within a certain amount of time. But the other one is I have a client who she was transitioning out of her corporate life. And so I asked her, what do you want your day to feel like? And she said, I don't want to feel rushed. 
I just, I want to feel like I have time and I don't know how to do that because I've got a hustle. I'm launching this business. And I said, hold on, you can do that right now. So if you just start thinking creatively, the thing that we came up with for her was putting a lot of um, rules on her scheduler. So she doesn't take more than two calls in a day, or I'm making up numbers, whatever she's decided, but um, she put, I think like an hour between calls. So she never has to end one call and jump right onto the other. So there are little things that we can do right now that give us the life that we're hoping to have. It's all about kind of realizing what that looks like and feels like to be able to make those small steps. Yeah. Now that you're saying that I'm realizing that I do that, but I don't re- I don't think about it. Yeah. So I purposely, I know that my family, cause you know, my husband works at home and my kids do school from home. I know that they're going to want to eat sometime between 12 and one 30. So I never schedule anything for mm-hmm. that time. And I usually don't schedule more than two to three things per day. Cause I'm like you, I used to like hyperventilate when I would have to like put stuff on my calendar because I wanted to be free, mm-hmm. you know, not, not having schedule. I, I wonder where that comes from. I feel like it comes from, cause I left the corporate world. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and I only got a week of vacation the entire year. Mm-hmm. You too. Okay. So I'm wondering if it's not from that, like I have some sort of issue from the corporate world, like being tied down or something. Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, you're really tied to your computer or your desk in the corporate world. So it makes sense that when we're given the chance to do life differently as entrepreneurs or full-time entrepreneurs rather, because there are some entrepreneurs who still have corporate jobs. Um, But when you're full-time in this and you have the chance to figure out what you want that structure to be like, it makes sense that we kind of want to do a full 180 and and have it look the entire opposite way. Yeah. And so a lot of the ladies I know that listen, they are working full-time jobs Mm -hmm. like your client was and they're growing their business. So what would be like your top couple tips for them? Yeah. So I started my business as a side hustle. So I am very familiar with what that looks like. And my, I think my number one tip would be to, again, make your business work for your life. So what I did back in the day was really lean into processes and I changed my entire offer. So the first website I did three years ago, I didn't have a lot of structure. I didn't know what I was doing. It was my first client and I felt like I was on call 24 seven. And it wasn't on her, it was on me, right? I wanted to deliver a great customer experience and I wanted to answer things promptly. But what that ended up looking like was I worked my corporate job all day and then I hopped on my computer at lunch and then I hopped on my computer at five o'clock and I was trying to just be everything to everyone. And my husband was like, hey, remember me? (laughs) So I took a hard look at how I wanted to spend my time and what made sense for me as a person and what made sense for us as a couple and realized that if I worked in VIP days, then I could structure when I was working. And so what that meant was I might have one call during the week to prep for an upcoming design, but I knew I was working on Saturdays. And then I knew I had my full Sunday off and most of my evenings off. And so changing that allowed me to kind of take back control 
of my time and really create the vision I had for myself at that time, which was the ability to do both. Wow. I love that. So how long did it take you to work yourself out of your full time? So I have a bit of a different experience there. Um, I didn't plan to go full-time in my business. I actually, I don't know that I ever would have because I, I really identified strongly with a side hustle and um, with being able to do everything. And it wasn't really my choice. In the end, when I ended up going into my business, my position was eliminated in my corporate role. So I found myself full-time in my business and kind of had to reinvent the wheel of what does success look like now to me? What does my day look like? And what's my vision for my business now that everything has changed? Yeah, I got laid off as well back in, I think it was <laughs> so long ago. It was like 2002. Yeah, I got laid off and went to another job, got laid off eight months later and oh, thought, goodness. okay, I think I'm done now. I, and I, I literally haven't worked for anyone else since then. I mean, yeah. it's been almost, what, almost 20 years now. But wow. yeah, I think, I don't know, like you, if I would have really done it that soon or that full head on, had mm -hmm. I not, you know, not had a choice. That's crazy. So I really love what you're talking about with the non-monetary. What about monetary goals? What are some tips, you know, on so, how to intentionally set those? Yeah. So there's a lot of noise out there about what monetary goals are, quote unquote, successful. And what's probably popping into all of your heads is the 10K month and the six-figure business. And so what I work on with my clients is taking a step back from that. And I kind of have two categories. The first is survive. And the second is thrive. So I set my goals based on what do I need to pay my bills? And that is obviously survive. So at the bare minimum in my business and in my life, here are all of my expenses that are relatively known with a, you know, a pocket for saving to, you know, have that emergency fund and things like that. And then thrive is, okay, here's the extras. Here's what I wish I could do, which might be getting a manicure every week or being able to go on vacation once a month or whatever that looks like for you, those, what would it take for you to feel like, wow, I'm thriving. I don't have to think twice about being able to spend this money. So those are two kind of separate goals. And I think it's important to distinguish that sometimes surviving is what you're doing. And then, you know, sometimes we have the opportunity to thrive because when we take this 10K number and internalize it, we don't ask ourselves, why do I want this? And we don't always know if we really need it or want it. And maybe it's enough for some people, but maybe it's not enough for others. So I think it's important to ask yourself the question of what do I need to, to feel like I've got my basis covers and to feel like I can really thrive in my life and outside of what I'm told that I need. Uh, like following the pack. Exactly. Like, oh, they said I need 10 grand. So, you know, I'm going to go for that. Yeah. yeah. But if you've yeah. got, if you got 10 kids and, private school, 10 grand's probably, <laughs> probably not getting you very far. So it really does depend on our unique lives and circumstances. And if you have a partner or roommate, like all of these things make a difference in what we need our own goals to be. So 
got to take all of that into account. Yeah, definitely. So I love the, the intentionality of this. So basically, don't just follow the crowd and do what they tell you to do. Actually set your own goals yes. is what I'm hearing, right, Becca? Yes. Like, figure out if that's true for you and not, you know, oh, well, they said, or my coach said, you know, and I have a hard time, you know, some of my clients, I say, okay, I'm going to get you to five figure months. And then I'll add on if that's what you want, because to me, that's, you know, the goal, but I don't want someone to feel like they're being pushed into something. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's really something to think about. I I think it's really important for us as coaches to realize that language matters and the way we say things matters. And sometimes even if we're just kind of saying in a sentence, like I'll get you to five figure months, really understanding that they may internalize that as like, that is the be all end all goal. And that might not be our intention at all. So I, I think it's really important that distinction that you make. Yeah, definitely. It's something to think about. Well, can you tell our listeners, Becca, where they can find you? I was just looking. It looks like you have a freebie that they can pick I do. up. Yeah. So my freebie is called Success Redefined, and it actually helps you with exactly this, setting monetary and non-monetary goals and setting that bigger vision for your life and your business. Um, it's a Notion download. So you can grab that on my website. It's beccawood.com. I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes, but that's B-E-C-C-A-W-O-O-D.com. And there's a little banner at the top, or we can link directly to the freebie if that's easier in the show notes too. Oh yeah, we can, we'll definitely do all the links. I was just writing that because I didn't have that on my show notes, I don't think. We also have Becca's social media. So definitely go take a look at her social media and follow her because she's got some amazing advice and check her out because gosh, I think these are really important things that a lot of people don't think a lot about. Definitely. Yeah. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this too. If you want to reach out with a DM, my DMs are always open. Yay. There you go, guys. Okay. Well, Becca, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. You heard of Ecom Academy? This is where I teach ladies how to go from zero to six figures and above with their Ecom business or online boutique. Right now, I'm giving away eight weeks of free group coaching. This is for you if you are ready to take action, you're currently selling less than $5,000 a month, you're willing to do the work and follow the strategies in the program, and you're able to give me quick feedback so I can best help you. So if that's you, go to onlineboutiquecoaching.com forward slash ecom to register. And if you missed that, you can also click the show notes. Can't wait to see you there. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, share, and submit a rating and review. This will help us reach and educate more listeners. Head over to my website, www.onlineboutiquecoaching.com forward slash the number 10 dash step dash checklist where your free gift is waiting for you.